You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the Go 24-7 podcast. Another guest alongside us as we go behind enemy lines. Bryce Coon here alongside Trey Biddy from Hogsports.com. Trey. SEC play is uh, we're, we're getting into the mix of it, and uh, man, so glad you could come on and talk about the Razorbacks. Yeah, absolutely glad to be here. It's been uh, an interesting path for Arkansas already, LSU also, so should be an interesting matchup Saturday night in Death Valley. Obviously, as we kind of get rolling in here, Trey, I mean, this is a matchup that uh, you know has a lot of history. Uh, mm-hmm. It should be an exciting night game down in Death Valley. Uh, but wanted to get your thoughts on kind of where this fan base is after a tough loss against BYU and kind of getting rolling into SEC play here with LSU on the road. I mean, if you had to take a temperature of where this fan base is, how are they feeling coming off that loss to BYU? Yeah, they're hot. <laughs> they're, uh, you know, it's this is the ride that you sign up for. It's a roller coaster of emotion. You know, you, you lose a game to a team that you feel like you shouldn't lose to, and it's time to tear everything down and rebuild. You beat a team you shouldn't, and SEC championship game's not far-fetched. So, uh, you know, they're down, obviously. You know, it gets a little easier day-to-day, and you start thinking, okay, maybe this could happen, this could happen. But uh, I think fans are, are obviously upset. You give up a, a – 14-point lead in the first half. You give up a 10-point lead in the second half, and you lose the game. And obviously, this is a team that Arkansas went to last year and won 52-35. So there's a lot of questions about the offense, really some concerns about the offensive line. They've just kind of been dealing with some hand injuries, and uh, the tackles are both young, and they the guy that they mm. thought was going to start at left tackle has been out. And I think a lot of things center around that. The defense, I think people are generally pleased with, giving up 281 yards. Uh, you know, the offense – Gave them a short field a lot of times. There was a 10-yard punt, a 28-yard punt, uh, things like that really caused some issues for this program uh, in, in the BYU game. Uh, they got some unfavorable calls too, but, uh, you know, that's going to happen in college football. You just kind of have to expect those things sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I would say the temperature of the fan base is uh, there, there's not a lot of happy people right now and uh, <laughs> kind of like the sky is falling. Yeah, and I know one thing that you just so far for me looking into this game, the offensive line has been a question mark. LSU coming off a dominant defensive effort against Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, when you look at this, I mean, is that kind of one of the matchups that you're looking at where Arkansas really needs to vastly improve to, to make some noise on Saturday night? The Arkansas offense, you mean? Our, our Arkansas offensive line, yes. Yeah, offensive line. Oh, no question. I mean, if you thought that BYU had good defensive linemen, why do you see these guys from Baton Rouge is what I tell everybody, uh, Wingo in the gang. So, uh, absolutely, no question. Uh, you know, they t- kind of took an easier practice on Monday. They went in spiders, which is no shells or anything like that. Uh, they just, as Pittman has said, they've had some hand injuries up front. I'm not saying that's like the reason the offensive line has had issues. I think there's more to it than that, part of it being, you know, a new offense, just a, a bit different scheme than they've run. Ran before with Kendall Browse now that Dan Enos is in with a more pro-style attack. 
Uh, they've got to get Devon Manuel ha- uh, healthy. He's from Louisiana originally. He's a redshirt sophomore, 6'9", 310. Uh, the guy that's viewed since the spring is this this is the left tackle, you know, and, and mm-hmm. he's just – he hasn't had long-term injuries. He's just had three different injuries back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So they've got to get him out there. And, and they also have to help, hope that he's good. I mean – two things really have to happen. He's got to get healthy and they have to hope that he's good. I just felt like the guys, uh, you know, Andrew Chambly, I think is a guy with a lot of potential, former four-star prospect. Uh, he's just a redshirt freshman. I kind of feel like he's just a year away and, and got, you know, got handled a little bit by some of the defensive ends for, for BYU. So, that's you know, and and you you can do things like you know they've talked about moving the pocket a little bit more and, and things like that. KJ's been a little bit banged up. I don't know that that played that big a role in his performance either. But you got to get KJ running the ball. Uh, I think the offense works best when he does that, and um, you know that can that can slow up a defensive line and, and slow a defense and make them double think. Trey, you know one thing Brian Kelly mentioned post game against Mississippi State was they feel comfortable when there's not a mobile quarterback. Like defensively, mm-hmm. they said we're going to get home. Will Rogers fit that mold? KJ Jefferson, as you just mentioned, he doesn't. He can cause problems. I mean, just from afar, uh, he's a guy that you know I think I respect in the, in the aspect of you know him coming back wanting to leave a mark mm-hmm. in Fayetteville. So. What is this game? Ha- what type of game does he have to put together? And what are some things that you've seen through the first couple of weeks that maybe he needs to uh, tighten up a little bit in order to have a great performance? Yeah, you know, they he was pressured a good bit Saturday, and there were times where he just he held the ball a little bit too long. I think it's interesting that LSU is going against two teams that have pretty significant changes on offense. Will Rogers obviously doing a lot of different things than he did under Mike Leach, and then you know with going from Kendall Browles. Uh, the hurry up, no huddle style to, you know, a, a style that incorporates that, but is really more of a pro style attack. And I think it's just getting more comfortable in the offense, but mm. really nothing's going to work if you can't get protection up front. I mean, you're just, there's not a quarterback out there. Jaden Daniels or whoever is not going to look good, no matter how mobile you are, uh, if the offensive line can't protect. So, uh, I think KJ does well when he takes a lick early. You don't want to get your quarterback hit too much, but it seems like that kind of gets his juices flowing a little bit. Uh, last week, the the first play was a quarterback run, um, so I think you you know you continue to to do that. But it would help if they get Rocket Sanders back healthy. He's missed the last couple of games. Um, that's definitely hurt their rushing attack. But if you get him healthy, then that you know kind of takes some some eyes off KJ a little bit more. I think also through the first two games, you know, obviously they. You know, wiped the floor pretty good with Western Carolina. Uh, still not a great rushing performance. They loaded the box a lot, run blitz and things like that. Kent State, kind of some same problems popped up. And, you know, we're talking in the third game now about the same thing. You know, what's going on with the offensive line? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Is this more of who this team is going to be um, or rather than something they can just fix? And you mentioned Rocket Sanders. I mean, look, if you can't be a fan of SEC football and not know what this guy means to this Arkansas team, what's kind of the updated status that you guys have heard of, of kind of what he could be? Mm-hmm. Uh, can he be available this weekend? And, and how much of a boost would it be truly? I know you mentioned it right there a little bit already. Yeah, I mean, I think I would probably say like a 25% chance or something. I mean, when you're talking about – you know, knee swelling, if it's not an ACL, usually you're talking, you know, MCLs. And, you know, whenever coaches say it's a sprain or something, you just, you know, you're talking those kind of things. And a lot of times that's like six weeks and we'll see what, what happens with that. But uh, he did do some stuff yesterday at practice. So that's encouraging because he hasn't done anything to this point. Uh, I just kind of usually think when you, when you get a guy and he's been injured, he's been out for a while and then he starts practicing, 
you know, when you're talking about something like that, usually it, it you know, you get into the groove of thing that week and then the next week you come back. So I, w- I would mm-hmm. think that probably unlikely that he comes back on Saturday. Uh, A.J. Green has run the ball well. He just hasn't gotten enough opportunities. I felt like he's been the best back of the three that they've been rotating between him, Rashad DeBinion, and Dominic Johnson. Um, you know, he had three carries for like 63 yards and then mm-hmm. only had six carries the rest of the game. I'm not a big fan of, like, rotating your running backs. You know, I, I think you – obviously, you don't get, give a guy every single carry, but once a, you figure out a guy who's got a hot hand, then you keep feeding him, and then everybody else is there to kind of support. And Arkansas has kind of been rotating there a little bit. I'm just not a big fan of that philosophy. Yeah, that's something that Brian Kelly praised, you know, A.J. Green and what he can do. And he even he even used the word limited touches. It's not mm-hmm. something that he has, you know, had a ton of opportunity to be able to do. Um. Elsewhere on the offense, you know, what are some skill position guys? And we talked about offensive line. What are some other guys that you think could be key members and LSU fans should say, hey, we need to circle that guy's number or that guy's name? Yeah, well, Bryce, you know, I think this is the most talented roster that Sam Pittman has had. You know, we'll talk about defense here in a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, But I think that the wide receivers are better than they were last year. I would like to see Isaiah Satania get more involved. You know, he had an 88-yard punt return for a touchdown on uh, what would have been Arkansas's second series last weekend. And I saw, you know, just through the spring and fall camp, I mean, I see a guy who's just really electric. He was like the fastest guy that was clocked on the catapult thing in college football last weekend on that punt return. He was mm-hmm. 21.9 miles an hour. Um, so, to me, he's got to get out on the field. And, you know, there he's not the biggest guy. He's 5'11", 180, 185 pounds or so. And there's some questions about, you know, is he going to be able to be a consistent blocker for him? It's kind of the things that Sam Pittman alluded to. My opinion is they need to have other people blocking for Isaiah Satania. He needs to be the guy running jet sweeps and things like that. So I'd like to see him get out on the field more. Uh, Isaac Tesla is a guy that they got from Hillsdale College, a smaller school, a former high school wing T quarterback in Michigan at a small Christian school, wasn't very highly recruited and then went to a division two school and just dominate like 1300 yards, you know, player of wow. the year, all that kind of stuff. And he's at Arkansas now really catches everything. Six, four, two test off the, off the charts. Didn't have a great game last week. Uh, Andrew Armstrong comes from division one, double a Texas A&M commerce. Another guy that, you know, had over a thousand yards last season. And he's kind of been their go-to guy. their most consistent through the season. Uh, Luke has is a freshman tight end. He was the, you know, one of the top tight end prospects in the country and he enrolled early and he's been a nice weapon kind of uh, similar to Brock Bowers in a lot of, I'm not saying he's Brock Bowers, but similar in that mold. Uh, but he's kind of emerged as a guy that they can really count on has made some really nice catches for him this year as well. They've got a pretty good supporting cast of wide receivers. They they could get some more tight ends involved. Varquise gums is a guy that set records at North Texas last year, uh, tight end records as, as just a redshirt freshman, but he's kind of been kind of slow to come along in the offense. Um, you know, and when we talked about AJ green, Rashad DeBinion, some of the running backs mm-hmm. and stuff, so they have some weapons on offense. Uh, but again, I feel like this whole show has been about the offensive line. If they can't protect them, then you really can't do much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. 
Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire now streaming on Paramount Plus. Yeah, a lot of weapons like you mentioned, and uh, it it so often comes down to it. Offensive line, none of these skill position guys we talk about matter. LSU obviously had that trouble in Week One against Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, we flip it over to the defensive side of the football. I know you said you've kind of been impressed with what they've been able to do. This week, they take on a Jaden Daniels that I think is more confident coming off a game where he aired it out a little bit more. Uh, He was perfect on passes of 20 yards or more. So what the LSU fan base has wanted to see, he capitalized that against Mississippi State team that I think was outmatched, play a lot of man coverage against Malik Neighbors. What do you think Arkansas's plan of defense here is against a Jaden Daniels that is confident, can use his legs, and maybe showing some signs to be more willing to go down the field with his arm? Well, you definitely got to pressure the guy. I mean, you can't allow him just to sit back there and go 30 or 34 passing. What he start out with, 12 or 12? Um, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it was a pretty impressive – I watched the game. It was a pretty impressive performance. Um, and then, you know, neighbors catching, I mean, almost 200 yards in the first half. Obviously, you can't allow that kind of stuff to happen. Uh, Arkansas has – in my opinion, a really good defensive uh, line, a, a good defense overall. Uh, I think it's the best defensive line that they've had in recent memory. They go, you know, easy three deep up front on the defensive line. So uh, I think that they have a chance to get some pressure. You know, Landon Jackson's a game, a guy LSU fans will remember, a defensive end. Uh, he's at 6'7, 281 pounds. They have Trajan Jeffcoat, a former All SEC player, first team at Missouri, uh, who's had a really good season, already had a defensive lineman of the week on her. At six four two eighty one, those are your bookends, and then on the interior, it's just one three hundred and you know plus guy after another. They go three fifty, three twenty, three twenty, um, you know, a couple of three hundred and five pound guys up there. Uh, so they they can rotate guys very freely up front on the defensive line. I didn't mention you know they've got nine seniors on the defensive mm-hmm. line. Also, um, the two backup ends are both seniors. Uh, so they're pretty loaded up up front at linebacker. They they've had uh, a lot of success with Jaheim Thomas, who's a transfer from Cincinnati, who was one of their top tacklers last year. Actually, the highest rated defensive recruit ever at Cincinnati, and he's been Arkansas's most consistent linebacker. Poop Paul has been banged up a little bit and missed a, a quarter, or excuse me, missed a half with a, a targeting penalty. But uh, he has played really well here lately too. They also have Antonio Greer, who was a former hundred. Uh, 100 tackle guy at South Florida uh, and a couple other linebackers. They've got some decent numbers there. Uh, I really think, you know, Jaheim Thomas and, and Pooh Paul are probably their top, their top two linebackers. So I think they've got a pretty solid front seven. And, in, and then in the secondary, you've got Dwight McLaughlin, who uh, was also at LSU two years ago, transferred to Arkansas. He uh, was, you know, a, an all SEC performer last year mm-hmm. had four interceptions, second in the SEC. They also got Jaheim Singletary out of Georgia who was a former five-star recruit in the class of 2022. Uh, Keon Stewart, who's from uh, TCU. So they really revamped a lot of things in the secondary and needed to because uh, they were the worst pass defense in the country last year. So they revamped the coaches, revamped the players. Uh, they also got Alphaheem Walcott and Snacks Johnson from Baylor, uh, two of their starters in the secondary that was second in the Big 12 last year. And then Jaden Johnson has really come along. And, and Hudson Clark is also back. Uh, from last year. I think they have a really solid defense overall. Um, They've been able to stay pretty healthy also uh, defense uh, relative to to most teams. Only gave up 281 yards last year. And again, you know, people will see 38 points, but 
there's a lot of reasons for 38 points. It's not just yeah. like defense, you know, allowing him to march down the field. It's a short field. I mentioned a 10 yard punt earlier. Uh, some of those issues. So they've really restructured things. I think, uh, you know, they brought in a new defensive coordinator and Travis Williams, who's from Auburn originally mm-hmm. played football there originally from South Carolina actually was at central Florida last year. Um, He's really had a nice impact with the way the players respond to him. I think Marcus Woodson, when you look at what he did at Florida State, before he got there, they were one of the worst pass defenses in the country. And then last year, uh, they were second – or excuse me, fourth in the country in passing yards uh, given up. He's the defensive passive game, passing game coordinator. And they also brought in Darren Wilson uh, as another secondary coach from Florida. The only place that they really needed some continuity was the defensive line. They've had five different defensive line coaches the past five years. Wow. But Deke, uh, Deke Adams is back for his second year. And I think that's one reason they've recruited better on the defensive line and and also added some really key transfers um, and really have shored up the group overall. So, to me, the defense is going to be a lot better than what LSU saw last weekend against Mississippi State. One thing that uh, the offensive line talked about going into SEC play is they said, look, a lot of these defenses are going to give us a lot of different looks up front. There's going to be a lot of pre-snap shifting, pre-snap movement. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State actually didn't do too much of that, I think, that they expected. Uh, in this game against Arkansas, one of the, my keys is, you know, LSU's got to be able to establish the run. It's not something they've had to lean on. And when I say mm-hmm. that, LSU fans are very quick to say, outside of Jaden Daniels, who's going to be kind of that guy? Logan Diggs is a guy that they've really liked, uh, mm-hmm. popped off in that Grambling State game, but they need to see it against some real good competition. Uh, you know, I, for me, that's a battle, Trey, that I'm excited to watch. This veteran defensive line against a talented offensive line, but that struggled with penalties and some self-inflicted mistakes, they were able to overcome them. How important because it sounds like Arkansas is a team that really needs to get off to a quick start. On the road, they need a defense to kind of step up in a big way. How important is that set up the offense? Like if this defense can force a three and out of the first possession mm-hmm. of the ball game and get some confidence, is that something that kind of hurt them in that BYU game? Well, I think they got off to a fast start. It's just they couldn't maintain it. It's like they couldn't handle success very well. That's been a major focus for them all offseason is, you know, you go back to last season – uh, Arkansas in the regular season scored one time on their first drive. It was against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. They scored, I think, a field goal in the Liberty Bowl against Kansas. Uh, but that's not a very good clip. <laughs> I mean, you have to have a faster start. I mean, we I've been to Death Valley several times. I've been to night games there. Uh, it's a it's a it's an environment. And uh, yeah, I thought Sam Pittman made a great point about embracing the crowd, embracing the people there. Uh, but I mean, it's got. It starts off right from the from out of the gate with, uh, you know, uh, what, what is it? It's nighttime in Death Valley. The chance of rain is is is, is never, never. <laughs> <laughs> when the sun sets when the sun finds its home in the western sky. It's a great intro, and I mean, it just gets it get, it's one of the few away environments. I guess it really kind of gives me chills uh, starting mm-hmm. things out. So I know the crowd is going to be really amped up for a night game um, against Arkansas. And, yeah, taking them out of it early would be huge, getting a, a three and out, getting a big stop on defense. Uh, you know, I can think back a few years ago, 2015, I think, you know, they were able to uh, to do some things early that really kind of took the crowd out of it. So, absolutely, if you can do something like that on defense, maybe give your offense a short field and go down and score real quick, I, I think that would be huge for this team. The question is, after that, what they weren't able to do last week, uh, are they able to capitalize on that and and hold a lead? Uh, because mm-hmm. again, they gave up two 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 score leads uh, twice. You know, once in the first half, once in the second half. So, uh, yes, come out to a great start, but also figure out how to handle success. 
I don't want to get too far ahead here because I know you got a lot of great content happening over at hogsports.com, but what are some of the keys for Arkansas to be successful? We've kind of mentioned mm-hmm. them, but maybe one or two things that you need to see for them to have a successful game, and do you have any predictions of how this game will turn out? Yeah, I'm maybe a little early on predictions. I, I would say this. I, I think it might be a little bit more low scoring uh, than people yeah. think. I mean, this this game has been three points each of the last three years. LSU's won two of those. Arkansas's won one. Last year's game was 13-10. Arkansas was without K.J. Jefferson. So I could see this being a low scoring game. I, I, again, I, I like both defenses. Um some of the keys for Arkansas is obviously K.J. Jefferson needs to be K.J. Jefferson. Uh, I think he's had kind of – he hasn't had just awful games, but he's been subpar. And that's the first time I've seen back-to-back times. And K.J. is – you know, he's going on, on third year starting. It's the first time I've seen like back-to-back times where he wasn't – you know, one of those games wasn't just, you know, exceptional for him. Uh, so, get him going. The offensive line has to play better. You can't have 14 penalties for 125 yards against anybody in the SEC. Now, some of those penalties were unwarranted. Um but a lot of them weren't. Uh, there were eight penalties on the offensive line. Seven of them were accepted. Four pen- five penalties called, four total on the last drive. They had to shuffle some things around. Um, so, again, you know, we're, here we are talking about the offensive line again. They've just got to get better protection. They can't have 14 penalties. Again, most of those were on the offensive side of the ball. And they've got to get K.J. Jefferson going. Defensively, um, you know, you can't give up big plays. But if a guy's as hot as Jaden Daniels was last week, there's not much you can do about it, <laughs> you know, mm, if a yeah. guy's putting the ball uh, in spots like he was. Uh, but I guess, you know, and part of it, a key to victory may not be something that's totally up to you. Obviously, you get pressure on a quarterback. You're going to rattle him a little bit, make it harder, you know, change his launch point, all those things. But they can't have Jaden Daniels be 30 of 34. They just can't. So, mm. um, you know, just off the top of my head, those are probably a few of the key things, um, you know, and, and – understanding the environment that you're walking into and being prepared for it, making sure that you don't get rattled, making sure that, you know, you have your silent counts and all those kinds of things. And, um, you know, just not letting the fans get to you. Well, it should be a fun one. I know LSU fans are excited for an SEC home game at night. They were excited to see that one come out. Um, and, and another thing too is LSU fans have already mentioned on our message boards, make sure you don't overlook Arkansas because everyone's kind of turning their attention to that old Miss game the week afterwards, which could, you know, set somebody up really well in the SEC West, but we'll have to wait and see how the game turns out. Trey, appreciate you so much for coming on. Uh, tell the fans, LSU fans, that may want to read some of the Arkansas perspective uh, this week as they get ready for this game. Where can they can find your work and uh, and your site and everything? Yeah, yeah. And for any lonely Arkansas fan in Louisiana, you can go to hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Again, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Um, or you can follow me at Trey Biddy uh, at Twitter. Uh, that's or it's not Twitter anymore. It's X, right? We're, we're <laughs> still trying to transition that. Uh, but that's uh, T-R-E-Y-B-I-D-D-Y on Twitter if you want to find all the latest Arkansas news. Awesome. Trey Biddy of hogsports.com previewing this matchup. LSU-Arkansas going to be a fun night game in Death Valley. We appreciate you so much for listening, watching, whether it's on YouTube or any of our podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, wherever you may be getting that content. We'll catch you next time later in the week previewing some of those big recruiting visits. It's going to be a fun night in Death Valley. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!